I'm Jill. Oh no. Oh god, again. Oh, we missed I'm it up. so sorry. You didn't. I did. No. Oh. Yeah, all of us. Oh god. Hello. Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Kayla. And we are. I, I want to wear, wear your, your skin. skin. Oh god. Hi. Oh Jesus. Welcome to our podcast. Which apparently we still don't, I still don't have the intro down. This is episode 37. And I still fuck it up. I'm so sorry. It's okay, you started to just say hello and I was like, I'm Jill. I also couldn't remember, I'm like, do I say hi here? I thought you were going to say I almost forgot my name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shit. Michaela. My Kayla. My Kayla. My Kayla. That was my dog that sneezed. Oh. There's three of them in here. The other one's licking the ground, and then this <laughs> cutie is on my lap, just chilling. Being cool for Being now. Cute. Until he's like, hey, Jill, let me stomp all over your legs and leave you bruises. I mean, Domino leaves bruises on my feet all the time because oh. he just digs his whole body weight. Nothing new for us. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we're a podcast where... We watch Lifetime movies, and then we talk about them. Yep. Um, mainly how problematic they are, and often boring sometimes, and then, you know, just like a lot of scenes, but you don't learn anything. No. And our resumes um, for our expertise in uh, this role is absolutely nothing. No, 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 no. I have watched almost every single episode of Every Real Housewives. Also true. Um, I, think, I mean, that, that's an extensive resume. It prepares you a hundred percent. And my background is more like Bad Girls Club, Bridezillas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I mean, you're first. Yeah, you know. Uh, but other than that, we are two trash monsters yeah. from the Seattle area that hoard dogs like candy, alcohol, <laughs> weed. As I put candy in my mouth. Boom, boom. I usually am eating something. Well, yeah. We usually record during snack times. Yeah. To be fair. I mean, what else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you have never listened to us before, wow, what an episode to start on. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but go back from the beginning because, you know, we got long-running jokes, I guess. I guess. Mainly our babe score. Today, our babe score is 3,175 babes. Holy shit. We are just chugging along now. Oh, my God. Collecting beans like it's nothing. Left and right. As, like we're in a market for people that want to hear about Lifetime movies. It's like we got a binder full of babes. A binder full of babes. I mean, I, I like that idea. I, I guess we can we can call the Lifetime movie app a binder full of babes. Oh, yeah. Um, we, uh... We, we're still figuring it out. We don't know. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. We do know that we're watching Lifetime movies. That's all. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of babes, and we have a few Patreon babes, which we shout out once a month. Um, they get to watch the movies along with us. One of our babes watched along with us today, and we got to have some good conversations. I learned a lot about a past classmate of mine who apparently is an abuser, so that's tight. Um... And they also, depending on the level that you're at, we're making shirts. And you get to see a video of Kayla making spaghetti 
With her Fetty. With my Fetty. And possibly, I, I want to do maybe like a burrito movie mm. down the road. So if we have enough people that are interested in that tier level. And by interested, we mean giving us our their money. Yeah, give me your money and I will make foot videos for you. Uh, and if that's, if that's something that you consider pornography, then call me a star. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. still, you're paying for it. Right? It's fair. Yeah, totally fair. Sex work is real work. It is, and especially when my feet are involved. Fuck yeah. Um, what are you drinking today, Jill? Well, I'm finishing up an apricot liqueur. Liqueur. <laughs> you just can't say it without sounding like a fucking dude. You like, can't. Uh, and then I've got a backup key lime for when I'm finished with that one. Because I drank all my coffee and it just hit, I, like, I hit a plateau with coffee today. Mm. I'm just so fucking tired. Do- my yeah. dogs have not let me sleep all week. Um, you little fucks. God, Radar, you are so fucking cute. Mm, he is. Um, oh. You got it. No, you can roll. Yeah, you can you just, roll, You bub. hit the door, but, you, okay. Oh. Uh, so I'm drinking LaCroix and, uh... I've been drinking all week alcohol really yeah. beverages, so I needed a break. What about you, Kayla? Uh, today I am drinking a non-expired Whoa! Mountain Dew. Kayla. I know, I know. It's because I didn't buy it at my usual twenty-four-seven redonkulous <laughs> trash. I can't believe it's not expired. Like, does it taste okay? It I does. Mean... There is a difference in taste. There wow. is a reason for an expiration date. I Not feel always, like I but I believe now. it with Mountain Dew. With this, well, yeah, it's just it's garbage chemicals. Like, they need to be fresh. You need your garbage to be I fresh. I need it. I do. Um, what else do we want to talk about? So we have our Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon. Get extra shit. It's fun. I, it really is fun. I, I'm very tired, so that's why my no, voice is I'm, so, like, monotone. I'm also super low energy this weekend. But I mean it. A lot. I mean it. It's fun. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> We're fun. We have fun together. Um, you wanted to say you watched something on Lifetime that was actually good. Yeah. So, uh, I've just been absorbed in Lifetime movies, and I don't have cable, so I'm kind of disconnected from, like, their regular shows. So. Can we be honest, though? With the Lifetime movie up, do you need cable? Tru- the answer is no. Truly not. There are... You have enough. Literally hundreds of movies on there. It's shocking. Um, but uh, one of our mutual friends, Allie uh, Morgan on Facebook, messaged me and was like, yo... Uh, you should really watch this R. Kelly, um, a surviving R. Kelly Lifetime documentary series that Lifetime just let out. It's fantastic, and I know y'all do a Lifetime podcast. I watched it. It is incredibly moving, incredibly powerful, and it really shows all the different ways in which, like, society has, like, created a situation where, like, R. Kelly could thrive, and then also just like how our justice system and society does not trust uh, black women's experiences um, and don't believe them and then don't protect them. So it was incredibly powerful. It was so moving. Um, I literally, like, a, it hooked me on the first episode and I binge watched it straight in a day. Super recommend it. Um and then the second thing, on a lighter, more positive note, um, 
is that our mutual friend Steve and Lonnie just launched their own podcast. Yeah. And it's called uh, the We Believe You podcast. And Steve, funnily enough, not related to. Not related <laughs> to, uh, to R. Kelly yeah. and sexual assault. Um, and it's, uh, it's all supernatural paranormal. They've both had a lot of, uh, personal experiences with the paranormal. So the, their first two episodes are really about their own stories, but they're going to be getting special guests and friends to share their own. So everything from like ghosts, aliens, uh, Sasquatch, you fucking name it. Um, it, the first two episodes were a lot of fun, so check yeah. them out. Uh, right now they're just on SoundCloud, but they're waiting approval to get on the iTunes, uh, podcast app and Google Play. Also, so. probably by the time that you're listening to this, it's out on other things. Yeah. So just search for the We Believe You podcast. Awesome people, awesome stories. We're stoked that they're now in the podcasting community. Uh, and I, um, I told them that I... I would love to hop on an episode. So I might do a a crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll have to watch like an alien abduction lifetime movie, which I don't know that there is one, but holy fuck do I want to watch it. Would it it be so good? Um, I did want to say like, maybe we could do, someone did ask us to review the R. Kelly documentary. So maybe we could do that as like an extra for our Patreon subscribers. One of the levels, I can't remember which one I think it's, two fleece blankets or three fleece blankets, uh, you get extra episodes when we record them, which I believe we're doing one next week. Yes. So if you're on that level of our Patreon, um, you'll get an extra movie that we're watching, and perhaps we will do a short little Fuck R. Kelly series. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... It, I, can't, I can't emphasize enough, like, how important this documentary was... And I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm not really, like, acquainted with R. Kelly. The only thing I knew was the whole, um, like, back in the 2000s was the whole joke that, like, oh, he pees on people. Like, that yeah. was on the Chappelle show and South Park. And that was, like, kind of like a Because it was phenomenon. referenced as a joke. Like, it didn't even... Yeah. It, it, at the age that I was, it didn't land as something really serious or that yeah. it was really like inappropriate. Well, and what wasn't talked about was that the she girl in that video young. was 14 years yeah. old. Like, and that like wasn't even a part of the conversation. And when you're closer to that age, like, yes, that's gross, obviously. Yeah. But, like at that age, it's not, it doesn't land as much that like, it's so wildly right? inappropriate that, to like, be a, with someone that much older. That like a 14 year old and a 30 something year old yeah. is like crazy inappropriate. Like I feel like when yeah. you're that age, you're like, cool, they're older. Yeah. I mean, not everyone obviously, but there's, yeah. it's a little bit different of a perspective than when you're older. You're like, oh fuck, that's fucking like not okay yeah. at all. Yeah. So it was uh, incredibly important. Lots of amazing perspectives and testimonials. Um, a lot of very, very strong um, black women standing up for themselves and their community in a really powerful way. So I super... I super two thumbs up that documentary, and I think I think everyone should watch it. Like, that's how good it was. Lifetime um, did something great, so thank you, Lifetime. Um, you know, we've seen a few movies that have had an alright message that we haven't hated. This yeah. one, I didn't hate. It was just a little boring. Yeah, I'd but say But it had some fun twists. Sure. Um, so, 
on that really fun note. Yeah, on that fun note, let's sell you let's on this movie. Let's dive into this movie where a lot of people don't believe a woman for a while. Yeah. Per usual. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so it's called Circle of Friends, <laughs> but it is not featuring Mini Driver. It No, because there's a lot of either entertainment or other things uh, titled or branded Circle, Circle of, of Friends. Friends. So I guess that's just... Um, a, a common phrase that I wasn't familiar with. So I, I literally had to search uh, a Circle of Friends Lifetime movie specifically in order for it to pop up. Uh, so the synopsis this week is, a woman returns home to investigate the mysterious deaths of her childhood friends. Accurate. Accurate. And simple. One sentence long, y'all. Nice work, Lifetime. Like, God damn. Okay, so this movie features Julie Benz, who I hope you fucking know from Buffy and Angel. She played Darla. Yes. Very important character, especially in the Angel series. Um, and then what else did you say she was in? She played Dexter's oh, right. uh, uh, girlfriend, then wife um, in that show in the first couple seasons. Um Really great actress. Uh, I guess she also was in... A, she's been in a ton of stuff, like Rambo, the the 2000s Rambo, and Saw 5. I don't, I don't recognize her from those. I recognize her from Dexter. I don't think I saw Saw 5. I also didn't. No. I, I'm not into... Like, I'm a huge horror fan. I'm not into torture porn. No. So I kind of skip out, like, on all the Saws. I saw the first two and the second mm-hmm. one where they, like, dropped someone into a pool of needles. I was like, I think I'm good. Yeah, like... I'm actually fine with this. I hated Hostel. Ditto. Anyway. Yeah. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, and then this dude, Chris Kramer, plays Harry. You may know him from five episodes of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> the show. The TV show, not the movie. Yeah, he's definitely not as big of a name as she is, uh... For my horror sci-fi folks, he was in an episode of the new Twilight Zone and also uh, the Dead Zone. Uh, he's been like in a lot of little roles and little things. Like I wouldn't say <laughs> a lot of little, littles. Yeah, Chris Kramer is a little guy. He, I mean, he's a he's a average size. <laughs> he's a normal sized man. Average sized man with a little acting career. A little acting career. Up. Uh, so, yeah, this movie opens. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we, it was really hard to take notes because, like, even when the twist came, you're like, wait, so what? No, so <laughs> Jill and I were both having this problem where, like, we would both literally full attention be watching this movie and then turn to each other and go, wait, what? Wait, what, <laughs> what happens? Like, where are they? Like, where? what is she? And what is this? To be fair, like, I'm just like that in movies because even, well, the subtitles in this movie were really shit. Like, yeah. whoever did the subtitles, I think their cat did it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, it was just, there were, like, math symbols. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. It was bizarre. And I'm, a, I, like, I need to read things. I'm not a visual or oral learner. Yeah. And so movies, honestly, are kind of hard for me, especially if there's no subtitles. Uh, and I lose track really quickly. So I had a really hard time with this one, with the issues with the closed captioning. And, like, there was just... It, like, to your point, like, it would just happen, and you're like, wait, but what happened, though? Yeah. Like, and it just, it also was just not a movie that sucked you in. Mm-mm. So, like, you you didn't even want to give it your full attention. It was, it, 
This was a bizarre one for me Even the twist at the end, it was like, we don't even, like, okay. Yeah, like, I I thought it was well done. Not, not like, not like, you know, Oscar Hollywood well done. Just. Kayla, come on. It just, but it just, like, no part of this movie latched me. No. So it's going to be really interesting to see how we can talk about it. So let's try Let's do it. Now that we're 15 minutes in. Oh my um, god, that's our longest intro. Oh my god. Thanks for sticking around with oh, us. thanks y'all. To hear us describe this film. Okay. Um, so it starts with this woman who is, like, in the woods, and someone is obviously, like, ch- kind of chasing her or something. Yeah. She's like, you don't have to do this. And she's not running, she's just, like, walking. And, so, and sobbing. Yeah, so she's she's definitely being uh, manipulated or, like, uh, coerced or something, but, like, it doesn't seem to be super aggressive. And then nothing happens and she does start running. She starts running, like, that one episode of Friends where Phoebe just flails all <laughs> limbs. Like, it's very weird. Not a good runner. And uh, obviously trips. Um, and then... You just see, like, a gun going towards her, and someone shoots her point-blank in the head. Yeah. And then puts the gun in her hand, and then it opens up to a funeral, and it's these four friends that I honestly... Okay, so Maggie is Julie uh, Benz's character. There's Joan, who is the house that she's staying at. Uh Uh-huh. Susan is the governor, maybe governor's wife. Okay. And then I do not remember the other one's name. Uh, I wrote down none of their names. Caroline. So, I don't know. I yeah. really don't know what her name. The, the yoga teacher. Yeah, because they didn't do. I know a her good... cat's name was Fred. Yeah, they just didn't do a good job introducing themselves no. in the movie. So they did so much exposition of like, oh yeah, because you lived above a, a whatever shop growing up, and your dad did this. That's why you're like this. And you're like, okay, but what's her fucking name? Yeah, like, like what's your name, lady? That's been on the right. screen for twenty minutes. Anyway, so. They're at this funeral together, and they're like, I guess it's the death of their friend Celia, who yeah. apparently, I mean, it's insinuated that that's who this person that was shot is. Mm-hmm. Um, she stays. So this is a weird thing. She stays at her at Joan's parents' house. Yes, which is a fucking McMansion with a beautiful wraparound porch. Yeah. But she stays there. We don't know where her parents went. Where are they? They don't show up the whole movie. No. And the movie spans like months. Yeah, but also like all of her all of her friends are very successful career-wise, family. They all live in this really nice community. Why couldn't she just stay with one of them, like in their house? I know she wasn't like... staying with Joan cuz she had kids, I think. But yeah, like, I don't know why she wouldn't stay with the other ones. And then also, so she's there staying at the house. She's, like, asleep upstairs. She hears a noise, which, I mean, she's in a stranger's house. Like, it doesn't seem unreasonable that one of them would, like, show up. Sure. And all of a sudden, someone's, like, taking a shower downstairs. She's, like, carrying a candlestick like there's a fucking intruder. And it's like, I don't think an intruder's taking a shower, honey. Oh, like, let me Let me break in to use your shower. That's rare yeah it's it's weird um and so she opens the shower door and it's joan's brother harry yeah who apparently is maggie's first love yes back from high school days and i 
one, bring this up because this is the next scene, and two, to say, why didn't you just end up staying with Harry? True. At any point. True. Like, it, it makes no sense. Also, she's a very wealthy designer in New York City. She could afford a yeah. nice hotel. She's, like, fancy. Yes, I don't get it. So, like, when she goes in, she realizes but that I it's Harry. But I would stay at that house. Like, that oh, house is sure. Um, Harry is, it's it's a sheer shower curtain, <laughs> which means you can see Harry in all of his glory. And I eat his dick. The director really wanted the audience to know that Maggie likes Harry's dick. So the whole bathroom scene, she's like aggressively ogling just his dick and like making faces at it and like licking her lips and like being fucking weird about it. Very flirty. And she's like, you could have called. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) here's my dick. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a much longer it's a much longer scene. <laughs> you don't actually see his dick. You, you guys. don't. Uh, but apparently, you can just call Dick on delivery, and it pops into your shower, and it's fine. Um, so he hops out of the shower, and uh, they catch up a little bit. Harry is a divorcee, and he is a news director. Uh, so he has a pretty busy lifestyle. Oh. And uh, Maggie is widowed. Her husband died in a car crash. Um, and she... Under suspicious circumstances. Yeah. She, the, the police uh, believed that he was drunk driving. And she adamantly says that, like, she knows her husband would never drink and drive. And also the crash was so bad that, and there was a fire that they weren't able to even, like, do an autopsy to see if he had alcohol in his system. Though, he's like, well, was there alcohol in his system? And she answers, no. The body was burned too badly to do an autopsy. Which is like, then don't... Don't say no. You don't know. I you mean, don't know. I believe you, but you don't yeah. know from an autopsy. Right. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but also, like, during this whole scene, like, they're vibing on each other, like... Oh, yeah. They're definitely having those, like, old kindled sparks come back. Um, and he's even just like, so, uh, how long are you staying? And she's like, oh, probably gonna stay for a little while. I feel like she says, like, three days or something, and then she's there for, like, a fucking month. Also, I don't remember in the entire movie Joan talking about Harry... Once, like, no, I don't remember her being like, Hey, how's my brother? Are you guys fucking? Like, there was actually one scene, but it was just her telling Maggie that she didn't think they should get back together. Oh, okay, yeah, but that was that, that's like much later, that's right, in the movie. Um, and weird, but like, yeah, at no point is it really talked like I didn't know that they were brother and sister until much later into yeah. the movie, and I felt like that should have been something that was introduced. At the beginning. Well, he said, like, this is my parents' house. I could come anytime. But these are things that, like, none of it, again, like, none of these things, like, landed for either of us for some reason. And so both of us were just like, I don't know who you are. It's almost like this was a sequel movie. 
Yeah. And that, like, the first movie explained all these people's relationships and background. It did seem that way. Like, it just felt like we were supposed to, like, assume all these things. But then they would tell us shit that didn't matter. Yes. Like, they wasted time on shit that had, like, nothing to do with the story. Yeah. So, yeah. Then there's, like, a cut scene of someone cutting up a newspaper and making a ransom note. Yes. But that's all you see. Very spooky. Uh, Very weird. Then, um, it's, they're at the parents' house, and Maggie and her friends are all talking, like, catching up on what's been happening. Her one friend is a yoga teacher. She proceeds to do a real quick downward dog in front of everyone to be like, look at me. Fucking ridiculous. It was weird. And then she is on the phone arguing with someone because her cat, Fred, doesn't like to be left alone. Yeah. And then everyone's making fun of her, and it's like, okay, listen, I have a dog on my lap right now, <laughs> um, and if he didn't like to be left alone, I would never leave the house. Right. So. Um, and it gets... Oh, radar. It gets mentioned, uh, oh, Jesus, in that scene that um, one of their friends uh, from college, because they're all, like, reminiscing telling each other multiple stories. And uh, it gets brought up that one of their friends from college actually passed away in a house fire kind of recently. Yeah. And Maggie was like, oh, oh my God, that's crazy. And they're like, yeah, it it is. They're like, yeah, weird. I don't know. It's just like this weird house fire. It's like, just, it's whatever. It's just though. bizarre. Just lots of tragedies happening in a very short period of time. And Maggie is literally the only one that's like, I mean, like, it's very strange that... A lot of people we went to high school with are dying under suspicious circumstances. Yeah, and that they just so happen to all be in our class. Yeah. Like, that's... Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, and uh, her, her friends... <laughs> I wrote, are... another friend dead of fire. <laughs> that'll do it. That, that, that'll that put the death in you. So, uh, her friends... Uh, uh, are just kind of like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, I, I just don't really think that's that weird. And also, like, you kind of got obsessed uh, about death after your husband died. Uh, and it Hi, really, like, trauma. stresses you out. And she's like, yeah, obviously I'm going to be a stressed and loose cannon when my husband dies. Like, suddenly in a car crash when I know he wasn't drinking. Ah, so she just, she just fucking drops it. She just doesn't even want to go there with them. And now she's with Harry. Mm-hmm. The news director. It's quote unquote his day off. But as they get in the car to go do something, I don't know, like bowling or something. Um... <laughs> He gets a phone call. <laughs> I just remember the close captioning from this scene. Yes. Uh, and they just, like, some dude, oh, they had showed us the scene before, I guess, like, some dude's working in his shop, and then someone else comes in and causes a fire or something? Yeah, they, you just see a hand unscrew, um, like, a, oh, like right. a gas canister. You don't know what it is. And, like, all this, like, gas starts hissing out of it. And the guy dies. And it's explosion, except the closed caption said, Aplosion. Yeah, O-B-L-O. Which was just really good. But yeah, so they show up on the scene, and she discovers that he's another guy that they went to high school with that's in her class. And isn't that weird? And so, like, she tells Harry her theory, and, you know, he... 
Which isn't much at this point. It's just, like, this is very strange. Yeah, like, this is weird. Why are all these people in her class dying? And Harry wants to keep on showing her his dick. So he's like, yeah, I mean. But have you, but you know what's still alive? This guy. Yeah, my my snake in my pants is still there. They but, honestly are fucking gross. Yeah, and but he, you know, he kind of just like, well, you know, like I'm used to a lot of tragedy because I'm a news director and that's kind of like my whole life is just like well, all these random things happening. They're in so. a small town, aren't they? Yeah, so it's, it's like, not what's this New York? news cycle that you're apparently running? Wait, where did they say that they were? Uh, Connecticut. Oh, yeah, they didn't say like the town or something. No. I, um, I mean, they might have. I just didn't fucking hear it. I didn't catch it. it. Yeah. So then she's with her friends again, and someone pulls out their yearbook, and she's like, I need to look up all these people that have died. And she realizes that there have been four deaths in eight months, all from the same graduating class. Um, and everyone is like, oh, my God, why are we doing this? And she's like, because it's fucking weird. Yeah. Which, honestly, like, this scene just repeats itself, like, 17 times in the movie. Yes. With no resolution. Yes. Um, then we have a scene where Maggie and Harry are hanging out at the house, and they're kind of talking about their past, and we learn that, basically, they were together, he was her first love, um, and she went away to college in New York, and he was supposed to follow her, and he didn't. And mm-hmm. so that's why they broke up, and she met Richard, her hus- ex-husband, or late husband is the correct term. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, because they've talked about that, they obviously fuck. They fuck in it front of a roaring fire. Five minutes long. On the floor, and they do really odd kissing and stroking of body parts but that made me feel uncomfortable. Enjoy yourself, however... Sure consensually feels good for both of you. Yeah. I don't need to see it in my Lifetime movie that I'm watching. I just well, don't. Their I'm... their level of intimacy, it was just, like, they should have had, sure, have a sex scene. Have it, have it just show, okay, that sex is happening. This felt like a softcore porno. And this was not the only sex scene between no. the two of them. And immediately upon her seeing his dick in the shower, it was like, okay, I get it. They are into each other. Cool. Like, they could have literally just had a kiss and you'd be like, got it. Yeah. That part of the story. Excuse me. Makes sense. I'm there. Anyway, so they fuck and then they wake up on the rug and she's like, oh man, remember my ex-husband Richard? (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Let, Let me just hard sidebar into that conversation. Um... And he's totally chill with it, like... <laughs> oh, cuddle bug. Oh, my goodness. Um, they, anyway, yeah, they, like, talk about Richard or whatever. Then she's with her friends again, and they're, like, going through old shit. For some reason, she gets a hold of Celia's wallet. Which it, is a weird thing to go through. I don't know why she has it or why she goes through it, but either way... She finds this piece of note paper, where it's an ATM receipt, and uh, it's got a bunch of names on it, and a bunch of them are people who have died recently. Mm-hmm. And then there's this name, Rob West, and it says, I don't remember, Joker of, jo- it was something Joker like, of Wild, or uh, Joker is Wild. Jo- Joker is Wild. 
Um, and she's like, what is this? How strange. And everyone's like, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, this is an ATM receipt from 10 days ago, which I don't know that they said when she died. No. Um, but either way, she starts to kind of put things together and, uh, no one else again, like same scene. Everyone's just like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And this, she, this is nothing. And she also, um, during this hangout session, uh, they're uncovering photos of oh, uh, right. that they all have uh, of like high schools because they they've been going through yearbooks and stuff. But this is actually like a photo that wasn't in the yearbook because it's all of them out in the woods, like drinking Budweisers, like being teenagers. And um, in this photo, like her core circle of friends are there, but there are also. Like, two or three people that they can't identify in the photo. Um, and there's Celia. There's, uh, I don't know. Like, I think the four people who have died in yeah. the last eight months are all in this photo. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Maggie gets one of her friends to agree to blow up the image to try and see if they can identi- identify everyone else. She's like, okay. Blow it up. Blow this shit up. Um, then they go to this event, which doesn't really matter, um, for Susan, is that her name? Susan's husband, who's trying to be a governor. Yeah, or he just got elected. Sure. Yeah, it was something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something to do with him being a governor. Uh, and I just wanted to point it out because it's one of my favorite lines. She, one of them says about Susan, ooh, she's as smooth as that silk dress she's wearing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Gross. Don't ever say that Like, don't say, God, it's just. It's weird. The dialogue in this movie was not natural. No. Like, it didn't feel like they were friends. It wasn't things that, like, people would say to each other. I, I don't get it. I really don't. Then, um, Maggie and Joan go to a detective because Maggie's like, okay, this is getting really fucking weird and I just, I need someone to look into this. Like, I need to know what the fuck is going on. And so they go to this detective, um, and he's just kind of like, yeah. Shit happens, man. I don't know, man. Like, they didn't find anything. Yeah. So... All right. Yeah, like, nothing about these deaths were suspicious at the time. They're closed cases. I don't really know what else to tell you. Yeah. And she's like, well, do something. And he's like, no. And then she leaves. Yeah, well, and she leaves, and then she insults him by being like, this is why I didn't end up with you. We didn't even oh, know that yeah. they, we didn't even know that, I think, that they dated. Was that the, scene, or the next time she sees him? I don't, I don't know. But I either way, know. she does say that to him, and it's like, Okay, and he even is like, all, all right, uh, all right. I'm, like, I'm I'm probably glad at this point. Like, I'm um, not holding a torch. Um, <coughs> then we see some woman, like, weirdly trying to take a hanging plant off of a, a hook, but yes. she's really struggling. Even though it's like at her reach and right in front of her. And then she's pushed off a balcony. And it turns out that this was a woman named Pamela 
who Maggie was supposed to meet with in the morning because she was also in the photo of this camping trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Maggie discovers this. She goes back to the detective. I think that's when she's like, yeah, this is why I'm not with you. She's just like instantly aggressive, like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? Why aren't you doing something? And he's like, because it's not how law enforcement works. Yeah, like, like if, if you can't just investigate anyone's ideas. Yeah, if, like, if there's nothing suspicious, there's no forced entry, there's no sign of a struggle, there's no evidence of the alternative, like, then it's gonna be considered an accident, like, or a suicide, or something along those lines. Like, in yeah. this case, it was regarded as, a, as an accident. I'm talking about, like, all the other deaths. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, but, I mean, and, and don't get us wrong, Lifetime gets law enforcement wrong in every single movie. Um, but this is one of those ones where it's like, well, yeah, like, if there isn't anything to raise concern, no one's going to investigate conspiracy theories right. any further. Yeah. Um, and she really hasn't brought anything to the table other than, hey, all these people have died and they all were in this photo together in high school. Um, and it's weird. Yeah. And we're all in our thirties now and people are dying. It's like, that. that's not enough. Yeah. That's not enough. And I, I mean, it obviously is suspicious, but yeah, like, you, I don't know. Like, it's just, it really isn't enough legally, I don't think. Yeah. Um, then she's in the car with Joan and Joan's like popping some pills and Maggie's like, what's up? And she's like, oh, just some acids. And she's like, hmm, what? Yeah. And Joan, I guess, is disappointed that she never really had a career. She had kids. And that seems to not be enough for her. Um, and I, I don't. Like, I don't really know why this scene is in it. Because, I don't know why either. I mean, it's a fair perspective to have, but, like... It didn't add anything to this movie. It didn't add anything. Joan wasn't a major character. Um, it, it just was kind of whatever. Yeah. Kind of like that scene where they're at the ball for the governor's thing. is like, okay. Right? Like, okay, I guess we're here now. What does this have to do? I mean, I guess they're trying to, like build out their characters, but they could have done that in a better way, I feel like. I don't yeah. know. It was whatever. But it was a fair perspective. Like, she just never really had a career, and she's, like, jealous of um, Maggie for having this huge career. And Maggie's like, yeah, I'm kind of jealous that you have kids. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. Um. So the next scene, uh, Joan actually was able to get the picture of all, uh, of, of the one of them partying in the woods blown up. And they're able to start identifying some of the people. There is a guy, though, with his back kind of facing uh, the camera, though. And you can't really see anything except for that there's a tattoo on his upper arm. And they don't really remember him. So, like, it start, they each start, like, piecing together memories of this guy. And uh, they remember him as just, like, uh, a guy that, like, moved their senior year and no one was really too close with them. And they all called him Ozzy Osbourne because of his tattoo. And his name was Bobby Osbourne. But the tattoo. And he had a tattoo. So that's enough to be called Ozzy Osbourne. Um, and <laughs> and uh, so people are like, oh, like, what, when's the last time we've talked to this guy? And no one could remember, but they do remember that they were trying to locate him to invite him to reunion stuff. 
and and no one could get into contact with them. So now, like, that's kind of the guy that, like, Maggie, like, wants to get into contact with, maybe even suspects. So Maggie uh, decides to use the internet uh, to look up the all... Web? The World Wide Internet Device. Wow. Uh, to look up uh, all, all the Robert and Bobby Osbournes on the internet. And she says that that's why God created the internet. <laughs> was to stalk people from your past. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Uh, so Harry is helping with that. And uh, she's just exhausted though. And she's like, man, like I don't know if I'd keep doing this. And he's like, okay, well... You go to bed, and I'll try and take the, 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 the rest of these names and numbers that you haven't called and put my news people on it, try and see if we can get any leads. Yeah. So she goes to bed. Leaves the fire going. Don't know why. Um, someone doesn't break in, but, like, they show has a key and gets into the house and... I guess opens the like shutter of the fireplace and it fills the entire oh okay. It fills the entire house with smoke. Yeah, they close the flue. Oh that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh while Maggie is sleeping. And so Harry comes back and Oh my god. Um and uh, facing away from us. You think it would go out the door. But it doesn't. It goes straight to us. Jesus. Um, Harry comes back and goes and grabs her and takes her out of the house. And the detectives come by and they're like, well, it doesn't seem, I mean, no one broke in. There's no sign of, of forced entry and there's nothing stolen. So we can't really do anything. Like, essentially, we just, you probably just left, the, like, closed the flu or something. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't fucking do that. Like, I was asleep. Uh, but they, again, like, can't really do anything. So, um, then she goes back to New York and she's, like, out on the street with some guy that she works with and she sees this poster for Joker is Wild. And she's like, oh my god, what is that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a comedy club. And she's like, oh shit. And she sees this name, Rob West, I think. Yeah, on the poster. And that was one of the names on her little sheet. And so she goes, and she sees Rob West, and she's like, hey, um, like, just asking about who he is, and she's like, I'm Maggie, what's her face? I think we went to high school together. Or he, like, he mentions that, like, his original name was, I don't really actually remember, like, how they... His original name was Bobby Osborne. He, yeah. like, brings that up, and he, like, changed his name. And she's like, oh, shit, yeah, we went to high school together. And he's like, oh, yeah, your friend Celia was actually really nice to me. Everyone else kind of sucked. Uh, and she, like, brings up her theory, and he's like, I don't really want to do this right now. Yeah, like, like this is, I still have a show to do. Yeah, and he, like, immediately shuts her down. Just yeah. like, no, and walks away. But, like, one of the big revealing things about us meeting uh, uh, Rob West, like, when she first goes oh. to the club, is that it's the guy that we've been seeing cutting up these ransom, like, letters to 
to make ransom notes and like and they're all threatening. Like we see the notes that they're all threatening. I'm not going away. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's like holy no, shit. Like summer. that's the guy. So we all think that he's the killer, the killer or somehow involved in that way. So we're like, okay, case is shut. Because I I was theorizing that Harry was gonna be the the killer. Because that's lifetime's formulas aren't necessarily too complicated. But in this next scene, we learn why he's not. Yes. And it's because it, at multiple occasions in this movie, someone invites her to have pizza and Maggie says no like a fucking idiot. <laughs> However, Harry just shows up in New York with pizza. Yeah. Which I also don't remember them actually eating. I they did feel like they just fuck or something. No, they he literally just brought it in a box. We, he didn't even open it. There was no pizza in that box. That frustrates me more than there not being coffee in a cup. Is there being no pizza in a box? The Give only the reason pizza. that it would be okay if there was no pizza in that box is if I had already eaten it. Yeah, that's the only fuck fair you, solution. Harry. I didn't even think about that. Then they go on a walk. What, I mean, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Work off Oh, no. Pizza. They go for a walk because she, like, mentions Richard, and he's like, let's get the fuck out of this house. Yes. Like, I'm super uncomfortable and didn't anticipate this. Yeah, and they just leave that pizza there, in the box, closed. Ugh. And go for She still does not have pizza. Eat the pizza! Jesus Christ, lady. Um, But they're talking, and she's like, so why didn't you ever meet me in New York? And he's like, because we're from two different worlds. Oh, God. And I was always going to be in the news world, and you're in this, like, glamorous world. And she's like, I'm not glamorous. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But also, like, you're saying that you're in news. That's why you can't move to New York, in, in, to New York because you're a news guy. New York is the news capital of the fucking world. Do you think that if you were so passionate about news and living that lifestyle that you definitely would mm-hmm. follow her to New York because you loved her and it would further your career? No. Like, hanging out in a small town in Connecticut isn't going to make you a Kayla. successful news director. Kayla. Like, what? Harry is a man that brings no pizza in a box. You're right. So, like, why why would he follow these common sense things? It's stupid. I, I should have realized. Um, but I also hate this concept of, like, we belong in two different worlds. Like, yeah, there's something to be said for, like, we're two different people and, like, that we're not compatible in that way. But, like, two different worlds is just a fucking stupid excuse. Like... It doesn't mean anything unless you allow it to mean something. So, I don't know. I just really don't like that concept. No, it's And stupid. then, <laughs> like, the funniest realization, I would say, they're, like, walking down the street as he's saying this, and she sees this lady taking a picture of her, what seems to be, like, partner. And then they reverse, and, like, he takes a picture of her, and uh, she's like, oh, my God someone took that picture of the camping trip. Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't a selfie. Like, someone was behind the camera. I can't believe I didn't think about this before, but oh I've seen someone take a God. picture. Revelation. So then they look into it. They're like, oh, who could be behind the picture? They, like, zoom. They blow it up. And then they fixate on someone wearing a sweatshirt with her head looking a different direction and never... 
talk about who took the picture. They ne- it, it was such a groundbreaking thing that they had to leave town right away. They had to go back to and Connecticut. And go back to Connecticut to find out who took this picture. And that it never got mentioned again and they never looked into it. No, they never talked. They And they, like... They know we know who it was, and they uh, they don't even mention that person not being in the photo. Like they don't even they just don't put anything together. Like wait, who's this person in the sweatshirt? Right. And I don't. I honestly don't even remember who it was. I think they died or something. Yeah. Um. But then Bobby calls her while they're looking at this, and he's like, "Hey, listen, we really need to talk. Um, I can't do it over the phone." Just, like, be careful with your friends. Like, you can't trust them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What? okay, uh, great, yeah, I'll put the pizza in for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great, talk to you later. And, because she, she's with her friends, and they're like, oh, who was that? And she was like, oh, it's just, I don't know what the fuck her coworker's name is. Fred, yeah. that's the cat. Um, and she's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go now. Bye! Uh, and one thing before she left, though, they actually figured out who the girl in the photo was. Oh. And it was a girl who, uh, very recently after that photo had been taken, had died in an accident while camping in the woods. Of course. Um, and that she was like, she was a couple years younger than them, so they weren't super close to her. Yeah. Um, but it was someone that they would like hang around with. So then she was identified as, as someone that had died back in the day, back in high school. And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Yep. Um, and on her way home, and she's like, she seems really weirded out at this point. Like, she doesn't know who to trust. She instantly trusts Bobby's advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's super nervous. And she's walking home. And a car starts, like, charging at her. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And almost runs her off the road. And then she finally gets to her house. And, uh, like, Harry shows up because she was supposed to make him dinner. And she's just like, yeah, could you not? Could we do this some other time? Like, I just need to go to bed. Bye. Yeah, doesn't tell him about the car experience. Doesn't tell him about the Rob West thing because she's, she's fairly suspicious of everyone. And in this moment, I'm suspicious of Harry again because Harry showed up right after the car scene. Yeah. And he kind of seemed squirrely in the scene. Maybe he was just, like, excited to see her, but, like, it came across as, like, I think he was He was, like, upset that he wasn't going to get to hang out with her. And also, like, she could have called him. But she didn't. And so he goes, he's respectful, and in the morning, she goes and tells her friends, and she's like, hey, so I hate to admit this, but you all were right, and I'm not investigating this anymore. Like, I'm just getting too obsessive. Um, and her friends are like, cool, super chill, man. Yeah, tight. We've been wanting to drop this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're all just like, oh, thank God. Like, Yeah. And she goes to New York and meets up with Bobby. Mm-hmm. And this is where the whole plot is revealed. Yeah. And essentially, Bobby, um, this girl that they saw in the sweatshirt, her name is Leslie. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, he saw, like, the news article said that she tripped and, like, fell over a cliff. And he was like, no, I saw someone push her. 
and all I've been like, he was, he's been blackmailing this person, mm-hmm. um, because he wanted the truth to come out and this person, um, didn't. And so because they didn't know who was blackmailing them, kept killing the people that had been there that she uh, assumed were blackmailing her. Yeah. And of course, Maggie's just like, why don't you fucking say that you saw a murder and just like let this be written off as an accident? And he's like, look, like I was new in town. You guys were the popular girls and you weren't nice to me at all. Like Celia was the only girl like out of your entire group who was actually nice to me. The rest of you were fucking like stuck up bitches. Like I knew that no one was going to believe me. So I didn't even bother. Um... And, and plus, she's like, what? No, we weren't mean. It's like, yeah. She also was like, were. get over your teenage grudge. Yes. Which is like, oh my god. Like, if you were fucking awful to him, like, just admit it and say sorry. Right. What, what is it? What are you losing by holding on to your need to be like, um, no. Yeah. I'm nice. And so, like, he admits to it, so he's just like, I wanted to blackmail and torture this person for doing it. Um, and Maggie goes, yeah, well, that's also why, like, eight people are dead, including my fucking husband. Yeah. So, you're gonna have to knock it off now and come reveal who this person is. So then, she has a fashion show. And the star of the show is Susan, the soon-to-be governor's wife. And as she's walking down the runway, Bobby and a team of police show up. And Susan turns around and is like, fuck. And then goes to the back room. And uh, Maggie confronts her. And Susan's like, yeah, man, like, I didn't mean to. Like, we were arguing, and I pushed her on accident. She died. And then, you know, like, he's trying to be governor, and I didn't want to ruin his chances. And someone was blackmailing me, so I thought that, you know, they were going to tell. But I didn't know who it was. And in really, like... Not upset enough terms. No, not even a little uh, bit. Maggie's like, yeah, but, like, you killed my husband, man. <laughs> like, yeah. you literally killed my husband. You killed our really good friend Celia. And she's like, yeah, I just, like, you know, I didn't want them to tell. And, like, her other friends are starting to show up. The cops are just, like, calmly listening to yeah, her. Yeah, like, everyone sh- herself. everyone's just watching this play out. And finally, Maggie's just like, well, t- tell me how you did it. Like, tell you how, tell me how you killed my husband. And he, she's like, I gave him a pill. I slipped him a pill in his drink uh, so that he'd fall asleep behind the wheel and crash his car. And it's just like, it's all like, it's not emotional. No, like, she's got to, she's got to be like, uh, what is it where you don't feel emotion? Yeah, just, like, numb. She's just, like, fucking totally, like, not connect. She's just so disconnected. Maggie is angry, but very calmly so. Like, not well, enough. And Susan is like, yeah, you know, like, he he didn't feel anything. Like, he just fell asleep. And then she's like, well, what about Celia? And she's like, yeah, no, she felt something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's what, like the what the fuck? And even her friends. She fucking shot her in the face. Her friends that are standing there listening to this are... surprised but not shocked like not like their best friend since high school 
has been murdering people in their small town that they all know. No. It was very anticlimactic. It was weird. But it was still a surprise. So that's why yeah. it was like, oh, okay, it wasn't all the people that I suspected in this movie. It was the one bitch that we didn't hear from very often. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it was just like, it wasn't like no one really felt anything about yeah. it. It just was. Yeah. Very fucking weird. And then they take her away, and then uh, Harry is like, I'm coming to New York with you. And Maggie's like, all my dreams come true. It's all right that I lost my husband. Uh, And then that's the end of the movie. That's fucking it. Wowza. So. Uh, I feel like that's probably been one of the more convoluted movies. I know, I, no. I, I know, but I just, I feel like this one was just, like, so much information that didn't matter. No. It didn't, it didn't actively mislead you either. No, it just like, was like, we just okay. kept on trying to personally guess. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a whodunit. It was just like, mm-hmm. What? Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. It done happened. It, ha- it there it is. It, it's a it happened movie. Circle of friends. Circle of friends. So, Jill, how many fleece blankets would you give this movie? You know, I'm gonna give it a solid three. Like three. It was boring, but it at least didn't make me upset. Aside from the pizza, like that much. Yeah. They weren't super offensive most of the time. I mean, it was also like true. obviously a bunch of white ladies and like a white yoga teacher, um, which is like fine. Uh, in certain contexts, um, and it was, like, the storyline was interesting enough, they just didn't tell it in a very interesting way. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I don't know, I, I, I like Julie Gunn's. Yeah, oh, I do too. Yeah, she was definitely, like, the strongest I didn't need to movie. see her making out with that dude and fucking him constantly. No, yeah, that's... That happened that way too much. Fucking sex scene was too much. I'm, I'm going to give this uh, a two fleece yeah. rating. Okay. I mean, you're right. It was not an offensive movie. Like, it, it, it truly in wasn't. In, in comparison to the other movies. But literally, like, I watched it this morning before I came here. And then I watched it again with you. And there are literally, like, whole half an hour chunks where I, my eyes are not leaving the screen, and I do not know yeah. what's happening. Because at no point was I ever sucked in to this movie no. until the ending, because I wanted to see who it was and why they did it. Like, it just, this movie did not make you fucking care about it at no, all. No, I didn't. Like, I feel like I've cared about much worse movies. Drink Slay Love. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Mermaid Chair. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we're gonna go. That yeah. was fine. I don't know what we're watching next. Oh yes, I do, and I'm really yes, excited. Yes, actually, about it. I think the next yeah. one is gonna suck us both in. It looks. Oh my god. So good, bad. Uh, so good, bad, good. So stay tuned for our episode next week, and if you're on a Patreon, I think we will also have a. We should have a double episode week. Yes. Um. Oh, this sweet pup. I know. He's such a cutie. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He's such a little cuddle bug. 
Well, um, I'm Jill. And I'm Kayla. And we are. I, I wanna, wanna wear, wear your skin. skin. Bye. Bye. Bye.